This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by one of my favorites. Please welcome Millie Tamaras. Hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, that is an honor to be one of your favorites because you've had a lot of great people on this podcast. So. <laughs> well, that I'm above Heather Gay is. <laughs> I oh my god, if I if I tried to rank everyone that I've had on this podcast, <laughs> oh well, well, you would get canceled. No one else would come to. The I would. Podcast. Yeah. No, I'll be. I will be pleading the fifth on that one. Um, But Millie, how are you? How's it going? Um, It's going good. I mean, you know, I have, I I texted you. I was like, Dylan, I have thoughts. (laughs) Let me on the podcast. Let me in. If there's one thing Millie is going to do, it's have thoughts. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Listen, this big hair is full of thoughts. (laughs) um okay so we were just talking before we got on the air about first of all real housewives of miami comes back this week i know that you are a miami fan what are you what are you feeling like going into this season yeah i'm i'm excited like i like i think the reason why beverly hills gets stagnant is because the alliances are strong and stay and it's consistent and it's always the same people against the same people. And what's exciting about a Potomac or a Miami is that alliances switch and flip and all of that. Um, I'm excited because it's very clear that Larsa's, (laughs) that Michael Jordan's son and Larsa was a complete sham of a relationship. They've caught him with several other women already. And it was simply for the cameras. So I'm really excited to see how they roll that out on Miami. Um, I love Nicole. I think that Nicole can really handle her own. I'm not a Marisol fan. I think she's (laughs) tries to. I just hate. Yeah, it's hard. Like, have you ever thought about what makes a good housewife? Yeah. What are so what are your so you don't think Marisol makes a good housewife, I gather. Yeah, so and the same thing for Wendy, but there is like <laughs> when someone the, a good housewife can bring drama, just knows when to to push, knows when to retreat, plays it off seamlessly, like like an Ashley Darby mm-hmm. can really lean in, but she knows when to lean out. She knows when to let it go. She knows this and that. And I hate when someone looks very effortful, like they've rehearsed the line, like they're going to this and that, like, th- you know, like I hate that. And that Marisol's very much like, who don't you trust at this table? <laughs> and like, Kenya would never do that. Kenya would play a game that she would have, like like in Ultimate Housewife, uh, the girls' trip, Mm -hmm. where she played the game with 
and it only got to one round with Ramona and we like, who do you think's a whore on here or something like that? Yeah. Like be creative with it. Don't make it like so outright and be like, who, let's play a game. Who don't we trust? I don't trust Nicole. It's like, no, if you're going to say it, just be like, Hey, Nicole, I really didn't like that. Blah, blah, blah. But I hate I, the effortful yeah. shit. I think there there is a fine line between obviously sometimes it's fun to have a little bit of a messy game, but if you're pretending to play a game just so you can fight with people, because yeah. Wendy, you brought up Wendy, it kind of gave the same vibe a few weeks back on the season when she that burn the burn session at the barn, what wherever wherever the fuck they were. When it's like, okay, this isn't an actual game; it's just uh you're a framing device for us to fight with each other. And we don't actually need that because we'll just start fighting. <laughs> yeah. It's so corny. Cause it's like, and also too, Marisol, at least like she at least is kind of with the shit. So she's more tolerable. But the thing is that Wendy seems is so like, tries to be above it all, all the time and tries to like have come out or whatever. And that, yeah, the framing device. And it's like, what is the conceit of this? So we say something, it's like, I don't like your hair. And then we burn it on fire in a barn in the middle of like the woods of Maryland. Like, how is this gonna go? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, there are certain things, obviously being a housewife and doing the whole performance of, quote unquote friendship for reality TV cameras. It's, it is manufactured in a way, but there are certain things where it's like, okay, I'll suspend my disbelief that you six that hate each other are going on a girl's trip and are going to do whatever. But there are certain things where it's like, I don't believe like normal people would never go to this winery in the middle of nowhere and play this weird game. It's like, there are certain things where you're like, I'm not stupid. (laughs) But also like Dylan, would you think about they're your six closest friends? Would you play that game with your six closest? Would you, <laughs> would you go on a trip and be like, let's list everything we don't like about each other with our six closest? Like, you wouldn't do that. Like, no one would do that in any situation. And if you don't like someone, you try to minimize the conflict and just try to keep it light and stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't just go. Th- so that's what I mean. And then... But then whatever, the thing that annoys me about her is that she's just like, I can't believe this happened. (laughs) I can't, ah, we can't even go to a winery (laughs) and play this stupid game without people (laughs) fighting. Yes, you dumb bitch. Like on, on this week's episode of Potomac, they're at Karen's birthday dinner slash not birthday dinner. And, <laughs> you know, like Ashley and Candace start getting into it. And Sharice is like, you know, it's really unfortunate that every time we're together as a group, there's so much confrontation. And it's like, Sharice, please. Sharice, please, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And like speaking of events, I just, the celebration of life spring kickoff of it. Uh-huh. No spring celebration of life spring kickoff taco event. Ta- yeah, you can't forget the tacos. That's important. <laughs> that is a good see. If we're gonna be dumb, let's be dumb. Let's have a dumb celebration of life spring taco kickoff event. We don't need or a family fun day with no games. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, like I think that's. I mean. 
again. Oh, I mean, I, I'm curious to hear who your favorite housewives are. But again, a Giselle. Giselle's just so good at this. Because mm-hmm. she's just like, hey. But I feel like her and Karen are the best. Like, I mean, yeah. they're, they're good. They're like... You can tell they actually they hang out off camera, you know, like they're hanging out, but they know when to turn it on, turn it off, whatever. And what I loved about Giselle is when Wendy was like, hey, girl. And she's like, no, I'm not hugging you. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's like you don't get it's it's weird because it's just like Wendy hasn't navigated like what's on camera, what's off camera, how to turn it on, how, how to turn it off. And when to let go and all that. Yeah, I think with Giselle and Karen have a very rare relationship in Housewives where they rec- they know and recognize and respect each other, both as friends, but also as opponents and mm-hmm. as co-workers and, uh, you know, just pillars of the Housewives community. And I think with with something like Giselle and Wendy, Giselle doesn't have that level of respect for Wendy and they don't have that kind of they're not on the same level in that way whereas I think with Karen even when they've gone through periods where they really aren't getting along with each other or they're not really loving each other's presence they understand how necessary they each are for this show and for this you know for the group and so it's like even when they're in their lowest moment interpersonally they're still kind of keeping that baseline whereas Giselle is like Wendy could leave tomorrow and I would not be sad about it like (laughs) exactly Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Potomac is great. And I think, I know you didn't get a chance to watch the episode last night, but you also mentioned Ashley is such a great housewife. And this last night of the Miami trip, Wendy has spent half of the trip banished to this hotel room. (laughs) And, you know, Ashley, the last night in Miami just like kicks things into high gear because she's, um, you know, leaving the restaurant to call Wendy and tell her to get her ass over here. She's 
putting out that Candace was saying that Karen, you know, cheats on Ray. She's filming in the car when there's a fight going down. So we have like the footage that Lisa Rinna couldn't get us from Aspen. You know, like I think with with uh, when you talk about what makes a good housewife, knowing when to when to really go all in, when to hang back for a second. I think Ashley is so good at that. And she doesn't necessarily always leave the she's not she doesn't leave like the biggest impression she's not the loudest voice in the room no but when you think about how she maneuvers and when she brings up the mess and you know when she kind of plays her cards it's like oh that's really really important to the show she's so strategic and again like i think that's the mistake that wendy makes is that she thinks that she has to be the loudest one in the room and um to be like the the biggest prominent person and like have to, like this performance of whatever, and um, you don't like you can be strategic about it. I personally, we were talking about Giselle and Karen, and the reason they have a mutual respect is because it's both ways. Like they don't they have things they don't bring up, they don't go below the belt, whatever. And I think Wendy's mistake she came in and she was like. You know, holier than thou. Oh, I'm like gonna, I have four degrees or whatever. And it's like, that's great. That's nice. But that's not what makes a housewife. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the integral thing. So it, it, it was, I, I like, I could see a lot of people had challenging moments with her. For me as a fan, I never understood. I didn't, you know, I don't like Rick and Morty. I don't <laughs> like Star Wars. I don't, so like, I never understood how difficult it was like toxic fandom Mm -hmm. like real housewives of potomac taught me toxic fandom because yeah like i'll enjoy i'll watch it and i'll have an interpretation and then i'm seeing these crazy things online by these crazy people who are just and i'm like this makes me not want to enjoy the show because people are like the main reason why i wanted to talk to you is like Immediately, every time Wendy does something, like, there's just the colorism allegations. Mm. And it's like, oh, there's a double standard because lighter women versus darker women and all that. And colorism is very real. It's a very real thing. There are moments where a darker skinned person will do something and it's seen more as aggressive or bad, you know. But I just... (laughs) Wendy is not the example. Candace is not the example. <laughs> Wendy's been a fucking bitch for three seasons. They show all the clips. They show the clips of her being so rude and dismissive. She talks about... That's the thing, too. It's like, she talks about female empowerment, the whole burn book shit, whatever. Oh, female, this and that. She is the biggest slut shamer. She slut shames so quickly. She single shames. It's all about thing. Mia, Mia fucking fucked it up for herself because she, she got to like the whole throwing a drink thing. Also, that conversation was so stupid because they act like she stabbed somebody. It's real (laughs) housewives. Would I throw a drink at someone at a dinner? No. If I'm on Real House, like that is like the base level, like entry level shit. They do it on all the franchises. That is like the number one like acceptable reaction not acceptable but like that is a high likely thing to happen (laughs) that you will get wine thrown at you like that is come on so whatever but 
basically Mia was like, Hey, you know, and Mia's like has her own problems with Mia's like, if you're doing a business deal with someone and you're going to their city, like send them a courtesy text. That's all she was saying. And Wendy was like, my husband, this, and she goes so corny. So, and it's just so ridiculous. And then she gets slut shaming and all this stuff and then goes below the belt and then doesn't stop. And that's what Robin was anyway. So that's just my, that was, that's been my issue with the housewives. Like universe is like, it just immediately goes, the discussion just becomes about, you know, oh, and then there's people are like, Wendy's such a queen. Everything she does, she does such a read. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's so effortful. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then I remember that many, many people can be wrong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, well, when you think about like the online community, it is really interesting because when you're thinking about people who are tweeting about housewives all the time or who have fan pages, obviously that is a very small segment of the overall mm -hmm. population, mm -hmm. but those people can be very vocal minorities or, you know, obviously people just see things differently. So you can see people that are like so, uh, you know, entrenched in their beliefs that, you know, every single thing Teresa Judice has ever done has been completely justifiable. And, you know, anybody who says otherwise has their head in the sand and is evil. But it, it's, I mean, it's just you can experience it however you however you do and it, it is like wild to watch the exact same shows and to know that people just have like such such different reactions to things but i mean in a way it's like i guess like i wouldn't be here right now if people didn't weren't like passionate about it so it is yeah it's interesting to keep that kind of like two sides of the same coin that it's like wow people are um, a little psychotic sometimes about this shit, but also then it's like, if nobody cared, there wouldn't be anything to talk about. There wouldn't be BravoCon. There wouldn't be, you know, new franchises and. Mm -hmm. No, and I feel like on the opposite, like so, yeah, Real Housewives of Potomac is when we're like, wow, the online conversation, the online discussion is really discouraging, and I don't want like. But then Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it's like, thank God for the online conversation because the way that these people treated Garcelle and like would gaslight her and all this shit, like, like, and then going online and being like, I'm not the only person that sees this too. Or like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like for that, like, yeah, like it is important, you know? So I get it, but it's just, it's just interesting. Like, again, I, I think about what makes a good housewife, what makes it enjoyable to watch, what makes it not enjoyable. And, um, you know, what is at the core of these people's fights or disagreements? And, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the things at the core, you know, there is some, there is some justification or some right thing. But then, yeah, like every time Wendy argues about something, I guess for me and like, whatever, I know I'm like just been talking shit about Wendy, but it's like every time she argues about something, like I really try to listen to like, what is she upset about? You know, and at the core of it, I'm just like, I just don't think it justifies, like, not this anger, but like, I don't know. I mean, personally, even last, even last season when she was like upset at Giselle for bringing up the rumors, I'm just like, she was bringing up the rumors. Like she even said in all those clips, she never was like, I really think it's true or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and also, yeah, Wendy did a noticeable change. Like she came in with the degree thing. No one cared. 
And then she got a boob job and an ass, like a BBL. And then it was very dramatic BBL, very dramatic mommy makeover. And then people were like speculating why. And then she's immediately talking about people's husband. You know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know. The idea of bringing something up on camera and whether that is in and of itself like endorsing it to be true, yeah. I think is is a tough thing that has affected every franchise in one way or another, that it's like once you have this platform and are in some way celebrities on this show, but you're maybe not supposed to really acknowledge that, there are things out there in the world. And I think w- when you talk about Beverly Hills, we've seen over the last few years them have so many things leaking while they're filming. And, uh, you know, we already know half the storylines and all the stuff with Tom that was coming out. And so there is kind of this element of if everybody online is already talking about it, then mm. bringing it up on camera it would be like weird not to in a sense yeah. because it's what's happening in the world. But then, you know, <laughs> even going all the way back, like to old days of like housewives of New York, when they would be like, Oh, well they said such and such in page six. And it's like, Oh, like when this show first started, you, they weren't writing about you in page six cause you were a bunch of nobodies, mm-hmm. but now there's like this extra noise and you always hear like the blogs and the streets are talking and it's like, it, I think it's tough, especially the longer you stay on these shows or like the more kind of noise that you create around it. It's like, Oh, we, it's not like a self-contained thing where you just go away for three months and film in a little bubble. And yeah. then we watch the show. It's a, ecosystem changing breathing living thing and i i mean you see that i i had a chance to watch the first couple episodes of this season of miami already and like that's definitely is playing out you know all the lisa and lenny stuff that's happening like it's very public and not just in a way that the people on the show know about so i think it's it's um it's tricky and i can't imagine having to be on one of these shows and to navigate that because it stresses me out just watching and thinking about it. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want my shit in page six. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I do think that adds another element to like, it does make it interesting. I don't know. Cause for me, it's like, it makes it interesting to watch. Like, how are these people reacting? Cause it does when they film it in a bubble, but then you read stuff online, but they're filming stuff in a bubble. Like, you know, and then it's also it's also crazy just in general with celebrities, like what actually makes it to them, you know, because it, when Khloe Kardashian had those allegate, you know, those things about her photoshopping her body, mm-hmm. she's like, you don't think I've heard like the body shaming or that OJ's not my real or OJ's my real dad and stuff. I'm like, wow, that made it to her. Like, you know, I you don't know because they don't acknowledge it and stuff. So it, it's it's it, I think that is an interesting part. And it also just reminds me, these are human beings and there's all these things um, coming out about it. So it's 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 an interesting thing to see them react to the blogs or things in, in real time. Um, and, you know, sometimes the blogs and sometimes they, the thing is, like, sometimes it's rooted in truth. Sometimes they break things before mm. the other characters know and all this stuff. So, like... I guess with Giselle bringing it up or like in that case with Wendy, it's just kind of like, well, what's the nugget 
of truth like is it all completely made up or is there a little nugget of truth that got ex exaggerated or are you guys not saying th th i guess that was like kind of giselle's intention of like hey i know this isn't true but do you want to like talk about it because this is something that people are talking about and instead wendy took that as like you're just jealous because your yeah. husband cheated on whatever you know and like that's where it's like okay like you don't know how to play the game mm -hmm. and it's very obvious and like it's difficult to watch especially when you come against you know yeah a giselle or a karen who like know how to like play a game or disregard you know what i mean or whatever yeah it's interesting to think about comparing somebody like a chloe kardashian to people who are on bravo shows because i think in general the kardashians are seen as like less accessible figures you know they're mm -hmm. kind of in a different level of fame but thinking about like we like when housewives are active on social media and tweeting about the show and being a little shady and mm -hmm. all of that stuff but then there's also it can kind of tip over into an area of like no if i tweet about a housewife and i don't tag them in it or send it to them yeah i don't that's not for them that's for yeah. that's for the twitter community mm -hmm. and like somebody <laughs> i always think of teddy mellencamp as being just like chronically online in a way that doesn't help anyone including herself and like yeah. last week when she and her dad were on watch what happens live together i don't know if you saw but there was a somebody had tweeted in response to i think it was like the official watch what happens live account somebody tweeted they were like ew like two magas on the show and she respond teddy responded to this fucking tweet and was like yeah, MAGAs. Melon camps are gonna always slay. But it's like, okay, first of all, that's like, it's not like a funny joke anyway. Yeah. Like, it's not like just clever. But yeah. also, it's just like, why you're getting, you're the one getting booked on the talk show. Why are you on Twitter responding to these trolls who are just like annoyed about you, a show that you were on three years ago and have no actual impact on your life or your business or your family. It's just like, well, yeah, <laughs> let no, it go. I mean, let it go. It's like on one end, it's like, you're right. Let it go. Like as her PR manager, right. <laughs> but as her social media manager, they were um, literally on who weekly. They talked about um, Melissa Gorga's mm. um, <laughs> chandeliers that are, ugly as fuck yes and um the comments are just filled with hate everyone's like this is the ugly this is ugly as shit this house is ugly whatever but it's like it's and then they were just talking about like why do they leave the comments on and it's like because of engagement because the algorithm pushes it up yeah because they can't just you know they can't afford to turn it on and it's just it's really fucked up like you have to let in some hate or what so it's like you have to like allow that but do you do you as a person have to engage Probably not. I um, yeah, yeah. I I listened to that episode of Who Weekly too, and I I thought that was a very interesting. Um, it's like a good insight that it's like yeah, if you're if your whole purpose of being on social media aside from whatever you know connection and community you're getting, if you're trying to get brand <laughs> deals and you're trying to get free stuff and you're trying to kind of up your you know analytics performance, posting. A boring picture of something in your house that's going to get you know a few dozen comments maybe if you're melissa gorga and people are just going to be like love the house like that's not 
okay, that's a nice post. Maybe you felt better reading the comment section. But if you post this reel of your chandeliers that look like, you know, Cirque du Soleil boudoir dementors, and you're going to get like thousands of comments of people being like, what the fuck are these? You you got more comments, (laughs) you know? Um, it's right. Like it's just, it's such a different world, but you know, social media is like that. And you see people, I mean, like, I don't know if you ever come across these, I I don't, I recipe videos, I guess is the word, but it's like these people that do objectively ridiculous food concoctions on social media. And the whole point is to get to it's like clickbait it get you get like outraged and then people are commenting like there's no way that you just put hot dogs inside of the pizza and then covered it in sauce and it's like it's like yeah that's not meant for anybody to eat that's meant to get 10 million views on facebook because people are sending it to each other and being like can you believe yeah but then it's like what if all those people are now on tv fighting each other <laughs> And trying to be, and then trying to be holier than that. Like, ah, God, it's just, it's like, and also the read says this too, because when they were talking about like the Monique Candace thing, everyone's like, little girls watch our program. And like, I don't want to give the rock message. And it's like, no one's going to the Real Housewives of Potomac for like role model messaging. Yeah. It's just entertainment. Like, right. It's like, relax, it's like, it's nice sometimes if there's like, you know, uh, somebody being honest about a health struggle or about something they're going through <laughs> with their family. Like, yeah. That's, or like, I like seeing them in therapy. I really do. Yeah. Like, that's great. Like, normalize talking about your mental health. Normalize going to get a mammogram or whatever the the thing may be. But it's like, don't get don't get that confused for us thinking that this is supposed to be like a wholesome show about our moral role models. <laughs> They're like, how dare you? Like this is the example you set for little black girls, and it's like, girl, please, please. <laughs> Nobody. It's like it is not that serious. Please, 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 please. Speaking of Monique and Candace, Candace was on Watch What Happens Live last night, and I didn't even get to watch the whole episode yet, but um. Andy asked if she talked to Monique at Portia's wedding because I guess they were both there. Yeah. And <laughs> under her breath, Candace called Monique Pet Cemetery. And I just <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> See, going too low. Going too low and then wondering why you get dragged. That's what oh, I'm saying. God. But like, yeah, I mean, there's no justification for violence, but it's also like... Some people you can't say shit about. <laughs> like, I know. That's so me. How dare she talk about T'Challa? That's <laughs> fucked up. That's so fucked up. But also, bird people, you should have known that Monique was going to beat the shit out of you. Because bird people are nuts. People who own birds are kooky. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> they're kooky. Yeah, so, we don't get a lot of, we don't get a lot of, unique pets on housewives there's a lot of dogs there's you know probably not even that many cats but cats, it's like there's no cats yeah. we really don't see you know nobody is on housewives with their pet guinea pig tarantula or whatever or <laughs> it's like we we had t'challa and we have julia on miami with her like 300 chickens and goats but oh yeah 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 julia um, yeah i'm excited i they're like gonna get a divorce or something too right 
That's like the June. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I don't think they're getting a divorce that we know of. There's like a little bit of little tension, but also I feel like every Housewives trailer, I feel like there has to be at least at least half of the couples have to have one little flash of like a scene that makes it look like they're on the verge of breaking up. Like Gertie has one of those in this season's trailer too, and it's like I don't think I think they're fine. Gertie and Russell, no. I refuse. Gertie and Russell. <laughs> Gertie and Russell. Her fire, her hot ass firefighter man. Her hot ass firefighter man. But that's someone. That's someone. Gertie is someone. Let me tell you. You get in on the ground floor. You see the potential, and you're like, "This is it. Like, I'm gonna work on you." And I. That's so funny because, like, I totally have been that. Like, I'm very outgoing and very bubbly, and I love like a very like reserved, quiet, shy guy. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, that's the dream to get some like really quiet guy who's like really reserved. That's like secretly hot. And like, you just work (laughs) him for all these years and like, yeah, get him to be a hot firefighter. I don't know, Gertie. I see the vision. (laughs) I see the vision, girl. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I'm curious to get your thoughts as a uh, a New York lady. What are you feeling about this new New York cast that we've been kind of seeing a little bit more of? We know they're filming. Uh, they were just they just had a profile in W magazine that went out last week. What are are you excited for whatever Roni is going to be? Yeah, I'm really curious because it was just so it was so like um, New York is like one of those cities where it's like there's so much going on and there's like intersect you know, intersections of like mm-hmm. all these different kinds of people with different class, different race and all that stuff which is beautiful and like that's what people love about the city but i feel like for so long roni was just this very 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 small subsection just in this in this one neighborhood like it was a big deal when they even went to harlem and harlem's only 20 blocks away from fucking upper east and west side they don't even go to the upper west side sometimes (laughs) so like 
I appreciate like the dynamics and stuff of like the Roni and I, I you know, and I watch like some episodes, but I'm excited to maybe hear about some people. You know, I, I don't know too much. I know one of them's the hot sauce girl. Uba Hassan, yeah. Uba Hassan. <laughs> and like hear about her, like how she used to be a model and all this stuff. But like, I'd be more curious. Like, I think it'd be fun to like see people in Brooklyn and Queens and all that. And like, I, I and like they're a little younger, some of them, you know? So that's also a different because they have a different relationship to the city. And it's also like, it was just such a snapshot of what aspirational living was in that time period. But again, like, you know, there's aspirational living and like all of that in all these different circles and all around. So I'm excited to see a Roni that takes place like with a bigger landscape of New York City, you know? Yeah, I think one thing about New York is because it's so big and so obviously so many people and so many different kinds of communities it's like for some of the other housewives shows it might be a little more obvious like okay if we're doing a housewives show in dallas this is kind of the what the rich people in dallas are Mm. doing like not necessarily they always do an amazing job of you know representing the location but it's like okay orange county it's going to be you know some Plastic you know, surgeons and some, real estate, some yeah. like Newport Beach milfs, like that's yeah. the kind of the vibe. Whereas with New York, it's like you actually have to really think about where do we even want to look for these people. Exactly. What is the vibe that we're going for? And you're right that if with the original cast, the scope was so narrow, and it it made sense that that was maybe like the entry point in 2008. Mm. But then now it's like. We can do we can do a little more than that. There's there's more to see, and also like you can just it, I don't know. To me, it's there's so much potential, and I think some people are really feeling pessimistic about it. And I understand that it's a it's a big change, and it might not be good. Like I'm fully prepared to watch this show and be like, yeah, this isn't working. But I also am like. I'm going to watch it. I'm ex- I'm interested. I'm intrigued. It can't be worse than seeing like Ramona and Sonia like have no scope for like, <laughs> like that's the kind of thing though. It's like New York, a big part of New York is like, it's really forward thinking, progressive, cutting edge kind of thing. And like, whatever, you know, it's good. They're always going to show like rich people. So it's going to be limited. But at the same time, like, they were like Ramona doesn't like talking about sex, like where you know what I mean. And Sonya is an alcoholic, like you know, it's like it's so limiting and so thing that it's just like it's not it's it's not really a good accurate representation of like what rich and also I think too, um, and, and as we're talking about different conversations that people are having in New York, I think too, like in general. I love seeing like different groups of people get together, like like on someone's birthday or something, or even a bachelorette party where it's like two of your friends, high school friends, some college friends, some adult friends, and you all get together and it's all fucking a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're seeing like different slices of life and stuff. Like, I think that's really fun. Like, that's just gonna be entertaining. You know, more entertaining than seeing Ramona learn about Judaism or something. <laughs> like, it can't be fucking worse than that. I know. Um, I as much as you know, Ramona's such an iconic housewife. I uh, you know, 
good for her. But when she confirmed that she wouldn't be on the legacy show, I did just breathe a little sigh of relief because I'm just like, you know, enough. We don't have, we just don't have to deal with it now. And yeah. whether or not she would have been great, it'll be okay. We'll be fine without her. <laughs> yeah, we just not like we don't need. We don't need to do it anymore. We have other <laughs> things going on. The legacy show. Yeah, it's interesting. I I like that, you know, like I like because there are always going to be people who are like, I wanted to go back to the old thing, you know. And again, you know, um, when we're talking about good characteristics of housewives, you know, a, a good housewife is adaptable. Mm. Giselle, they can put on it with anybody and she'll try to get, you know, different generations and this and that and her kids and this or like Kenya. Kenya is like can hang out with the old guard. But then she has friends like Latoya who are like younger and messy and all, you know what I mean? And like that was ultimately Ramona's issue. Yeah. On top of being like MAGA, whatever. It's just like there's just no adaptability. Yeah. And even like Heather Dubrow. I fucking can't stand her at all, but um, she'll make an effort. She'll be like, oh, you're the new young person on this thing. Let me take you to the horse racing or whatever. You know what I mean? And like yeah. try where Ramona's just like, you're going to cut. You're new. You're going to come into my world. You're going to behave in the way that I like. And listen, you know, and like anything, a departure from that. And then that's that's like a big reason why she's cringe. And like, yeah, it's hard. You saying that about Ramona also made me think of. Vicky and the difference between Vicky and Tamara, I think that makes Tamara a better choice to bring back to Housewives is that Vicky always hated the new girl. She always was like, this isn't how we do things. This isn't how we behave. This yeah. isn't class. You know, whether it was real or imagined, she was always kind of being a stick in the mud about changes in the group. Whereas Tamara Tamara is going to go with the flow. She's going to give you what you need. She's going to get in there. She's going to play dirty. And, you know, that's what, if you're bringing someone back, it's like, that's what you need. And, you know, same with Vicky. It's like, same as Ramona. She's iconic. Great moments. Congrats on your career. Yeah. But it's like the future potential is so limited versus like somebody like a Tamara or Heather, even that it's like, no, you're going to be fine with whoever. You can play yeah, with exactly. whoever's in the sandbox. I mean, you know, not to get too political. I am a host it's of okay. SUP. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, that is ultimately the, the you know, that is ultimately like a big divide between conservatives, conservative and progressive and all that stuff is like people who are just obsessed with keeping things the way they are. But it's like you don't have fun and you don't explore new avenues and you don't and and whatever about politics like politics has that you know obviously has has its way but it, just as an inner like a, as an entertainer as a writer as a creator even like yeah like on some shows that i've worked on and written on you know it's really challenging and limiting when someone is just obsessed with the the, the traditional way of storytelling mm. of like there's one good guy there's one bad guy there's this and that whatever um and it's just like even storytelling and TV wise, like writing, it's just like, I mean, that's why White Lotus is so, po you know, yeah. everyone's a little good. Everyone's a little bad. Everyone's learning, adapting. What's this like divide? This and that. And yeah, like exactly like that when we're talking about good and bad White Housewives and like 
it's to their detriment too, you know, that Vicky and, and you have to be adaptable and you have to like progress it. And, and, and yeah, I, I totally get like why, <laughs> no, it's hard to watch. Mm -hmm. It's hard to watch. Cause it's just like, okay, you're just being mean to these girls who are like <laughs> trying to understand. And also like, it's good to have new energy right it's not it's not their fault bravo hired them come on <laughs> exactly and i think that was like yeah i wish we could draft again i wish we could draft because i feel like ebony <laughs> would do really well in orange county ebony would do well in orange county that's interesting i think so, I think so. okay because she because yeah, and Noella, I, I still I still said justice for Noella. I feel like she could have had another season, but I feel like she could have got done really well in another place too. Mm. Um, you know. But yeah, I think I think that ultimately those Orange County, like, I feel like Noella wasn't equipped. Like, she was symbolic of this bigger thing of being the first black house or whatever. Mm. But she's also messy and sloppy, and like people can't deal with, you know, like the Orange County, like, it's just too racist and all this stuff. Like, yeah. they couldn't navigate that, right? So they just all piled on and dogged on. Whereas somebody like Ebony who can hold her own and be very, like, eloquent about telling you why this is wrong or what's this and that and explain things. Like, they're mm. no match to... A Jennifer is no match to an Ebony. And Heather would squirm, you know, with an Ebony. So, yeah. Whereas Noella could get along really well with Ramona. Like, I could see them, like, having so much fun and all that shit. So, <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah. There's some drafts where I'm like, I want to see you in different environments. Because even Mary, I'm like, I would love to see Mary in, in Atlanta. Like, oh my God. she would, they would <laughs> fucking obliterate her. Uh, like, the, the, the shit they say about Drew in Atlanta, like... Mary would not stand a chance. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, she would, she would go back to Salt Lake and be, you know, boot camp. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it, too. And I love having you here as always, Millie. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and all that good stuff. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter while it's still up at Millie Tamarez, M-I-L-O-Y-T-A-M-A-R-E-Z. And on Instagram at Millie underscore Tamarez. Um and yeah, and also every uh, Tuesday and Thursday, I am hosting the sup uh, with Amanda and Elise. So uh, check that out. And thank you so much. I always have a good time with Amazing. With thank you. Guys. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.